1: Welcome to the Transition of Changes Mission Podcast Show with your host, King Summers.
2: And your host, Queen Summers.
1: Yes, yes, my people. Thank you for tuning in to the best podcast show and the most realistic show in the podcast world. Thank you for tuning in. We cannot thank you enough. We really, really appreciate that. So you are in on the trip tonight. We got the current event, we got all kind of things that we're going to discuss about the future of what's the next show.
2: So, what is the topic for tonight, King?
1: Homeschooling, going back to work, and on the second half, we got that single parent. These topics are hard-hitting current events. Single parent, that has been around for a minute, but... We got a dialogue to talk about that. And we're going to talk about some more of this homeschooling to help people embrace change.
2: That's right. That's right. And we have a review from Janet H in Manhattan, New York. She says transitional changes mission. Let me tell you how the last few months have been for my family. The first few weeks of school and business closures were jaw clenchingly stressful. I am self-employed and work full time from home already so that part required no transition but I needed to use this flexibility to ensure that my husband who would normally have been at his job didn't miss a meeting call or email while I managed the remote learning curriculums of our two children one in pre-k and a baby I compensated by working until about 2 a.m. each night Three weeks later, our marital work balance stress evaporated as my husband was put on furlough. He took over homeschooling and basically everything else as I became the sole breadwinner, trying to work as hard as I could at every hour. Last week, he was fully laid off. Despite our own financial strain, we've continued to pay the nanny who used to help shuttle the kids around while we worked even though she hasn't worked for us since March. Even if we asked for her help in homeschooling our children this fall, who would do so for her school-aged children? When will my husband be able to look for work? How can he go back to work if there's no one to watch the kids? And I speak from a position of significant privilege. We were until recently a two-income family with savings, paying for more than the minimum of childcare hours That we needed each day just to cover what ifs, living in one of the most expensive cities on earth. We have laptops, tablets, wifi, and didn't think twice before panic ordering pencils, papers, markers, and anything else we thought might help our child. Thank you.
1: Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. And thank you for writing that message to the world, and thank you for letting us start our show out with that example of... I might say about 80 to 70 percent of families going on in this nation, in America, in the world, probably.
2: Thank you, Janet.
1: Thank you, Janet.
2: Homeschooling, um, King, is legal in many countries. Countries with the most prevalent homeschooling movements, they include Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and the United States. But globally, almost 40 countries have banned homeschooling. Or have restrictive laws. They are a number of European countries where homeschooling is illegal. That's the Netherlands, Germany. Actually, homeschooling has been illegal in Germany since nineteen nineteen. And Spain is the number amongst these countries. And Sweden's regulation of homeschooling is so stringent it is perceived as a de facto ban. But Research suggests homeschooled children tend to do better on standardized, standardized tests, stick around longer in college, and do better once they are enrolled. They have a 2009 study which showed that the proportion of homeschoolers who graduated from college was about 67%, while among public school students, it was
1: 59 Wow. And yes, my queen, thank you for touching up on that. One thing I can say about that of Janet saying this message to the world and giving her and giving people examples of the hardship of how change has made things difficult for families or single people. Mm -hmm. Change Change is beautiful, it's got a lot of avenues that can say, like, it got fear inside of it, it got mind state complications, it got all the ups and downs of emotions but at the end of the day to where humans has evolved and when we look back at the past we all evolved off a of change i would use that example to say we must come together unite together in this world not by a vaccine not by a mask not by saying six feet apart but by understanding how this energy work and becoming unite <clears throat> energy positive energy can defeat anything diseases virus problems everything positivity can defeat all once we unite there will be a more embracing of change which is leading on this topic that i'm very influenced to talk about tonight with my people and get people to write in on a maybe about what i'm going to speak about on my opinions or my advice or my queen wife We embrace all messages and outreach to
2: Transitional Changes Speaks at gmail.com. Or you can... TransitionalChangesMission.wordpress.com. But you know what, King? I resent articles that view the struggle of working parents this year. Because it's like talking about them as an emotional concern. Like, we are not burned out because life is hard this year. We are burned out because we are being rolled over by the wheels of an economy that has bafflingly declared working parents inessential. Do you feel that way?
1: No, I'm going to put it in a different perspective from my mind state, however I look at it. And hopefully, what I'm about to say could help other people to embrace this change. From what I'm about to say is that I understand what Queen Wife is asking me about to the fullest, but I look at everything as an opportunity. And every change to me is an opportunity. And with this opportunity, our family was forced into this change out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I would say about 90% of the whole world was shocked about where COVID came from, how it got to be to where it is in this world, and among everything. Why is it making things so complicated? Mm -hmm. So I would say that the hardship of working and schooling, like I explained in the last show, 10 pounds of negativity would not outweigh one gram of positive. So when this change came upon my family, I will use my family as an example and try to keep it as realistic to most people out here. My family went through this hardship of this change mentally and physically, even to this day. But we describes to me when every day I wake up and have the opportunity to help my child learn schooling or being at home with my wife and spending more quality time with my family, that is a positive thing to me. I hear the complaints about that, and some days I might have complaints about it, but every time I look at that smile on my daughter or have that memory of her smiling off of her learning how to do her ABCs, helping her learn how to write doing basically all the preschool teachings among me and my queen wife i'm saying that to my people is when you're going through this change look at the one grain of the positivity of it everything got to have positivity in it that's the only way that it evolved into what it is now with this change I ask myself by looking at news media or being out in society, a lot of people is not embracing this change.
2: Well, that's one question, King, that I'm seeing a lot of people saying, why aren't you enjoying the extra quality time with your kid? It lays bare what is really simmering below the surface. It's a retrograde view that maybe one parent, meaning the mom, the mom, Shouldn't be working that doing so is bad for children that is selfish to pursue financial gains or Solvency as working parents will tell you it is a sentiment so deeply woven into our culture psyche That making the reasonable suggestion that one shouldn't have to abandon a career or a livelihood If offices reopen before schools daycares and camps do is viewed as a chance to redeliberate this It is not. I've heard from parents who have the luck of a grandparent who can swoop in or the deep pockets for a full-time nanny or a private tutor for their child when schools are closed. That all sounds inviolable, but it would be absurd to let policy be guided by people with cushioning. If you have the privilege to opt out of the workforce and wish to enjoy it. But don't wield it as a stick to poke others with because far more people are being forced to opt out this year and will never professionally or financially recover.
1: And yes, my queen, I appreciate you saying that because that is what needs to be discussed. Um, I do not want to be misconstrued, neither my queen summers or me, king summers. But that is great to have this discussion about that because lately I have been getting frustrated. I would like for the people that feel my frustration after I explain it to write back to us or even walk around contemplating about what I'm about to explain. And what I'm about to explain is that the frustration is seeing or having a concept of is life more money, currency more important than life itself? Or the normalcy of the past is more important to than life itself today. That's period. That's what I get frustrated on by seeing these fallen soldier, hero, teachers, doctors, nurses. Absolutely. City bus drivers. Yes. All these sense of workers. All I in um in the midpoint what I feel like leaning to saying I understand the need of the essential workers. Yes, it does benefit my family. They are the heroes. I even will carry this as far as this. Due to this pandemic and these heroes have stepped out through different types of reasons. Maybe it could have been finance. Maybe sometimes I have seen it look like they have been forced. They need a memorial. I agree or memorial just like the Vietnam vets. Yes. Just like all the fallen soldiers of all the wars been.
2: The fallen soldiers of the COVID.
1: Yes. They need that because they truly, I mean, it's not all about finance. Some teachers have went back to work because they love teaching kids. Even now, I got another show coming up to talk about that discussion about the conflict of decisions or choices that needs to be made,
2: and you can send that to tcmissionspeaks at gmail
1: Yes, my people, and seeing these people doing these things, it my heart goes out and from transition to change's mission to these essential workers. But when I see some, like for instance. The state, I'm not going to announce the state because I don't, like I said before in many episodes, um, do not want to pull out no negativity on no individuals or no states or no city or no corporations or nobody. This show is a family friendly podcast show that promotes unconditional love to everybody and trying to bridge the gap of communication <laughs> from when I see or I might. Been misperceived or feeling that person was forced to go to work. From a state that I was looking at, the teachers made a board, and most of the teachers on that board did not want to go back to work. Taking in consideration, even taking in the debate about the parents saying that they need this, even with the debate of President Donald Trump saying this economy is going to collapse, all that is still people. When it boils down to your life, how far will you go with what you love, what you need, and how you will get it? If you put it on a scale, and I even seen on the news with those teachers, by face, their body language was saying they was fearing for their life, young, mid-age, seniors, all of them.
2: Right, right.
1: And when I heard the story of a senior promoting that on the news, then they go teach at that school, and two weeks later they pass away. That is a fallen soldier that mm-hmm. has fallen to try to do what's needed for whatever reason that they had. right but when I see the community or when I see the board the school board come up and they just tossing it out the window like I mean I'm not gonna say that, but they might not have enough time to showed a consideration for that family, but they do show that story.
2: Yeah, but in that same story, I'm I'm re- recollecting my thoughts on the story that you are talking about, and I vividly remember from that story was the school board issued a quote, and it said that they sent their condolences to the teacher's family, but that the teacher did not catch COVID within their building. So to me, that actually made it look like they automatically took all liability off of them. They didn't want anything to do with it. They tried to separate their from her story, which she was a teacher at this school for over 30 years. So I feel like that that they sent in to the news people was just basically something that we're going to say. We apologize on behalf of the board, but we're going to sweep this under the rug and we'll see you at school tomorrow, kids. I was promoting more money. And I still do, but then not
1: over life. I mean, if a job or a corporation, I'm talking about the huge corporations. I'm not talking about the small business with one or two workers, the economy in, in, in the mix of what I'm about to say, the inflation in the mix of that. But with the importance of a essential worker, I feel like they should be paid top dollar. Before even COVID came, can the nation remember in most states, teachers was going on strike mm-hmm. about funds. I mean, they walked
2: we, to, they marched to the Capitol, and they had red shirts on. I remember.
1: Yes, that right there was showing me like I couldn't understand it. But now that with the COVID, you got teachers with that not underpaid. I mean, not only teachers, we got off police officers that was about to go on strike that was having problems in their community. You had all kind of. Different organization that was going on the downside of most corporations, or they feel have the profits to pay more for the work. Right. And I have took studies up on inflation and how the government mix in minimum wage and all that, which is a whole different topic. But when with this right here, I still say that people deserve a lot more than what some jobs. I feel I have the ability to pay more. Now, on top of that, I say that for the teachers that's not doing it for the money, that's doing it for the love of the kids, I still feel they hardship.
2: Well, that brings me back to the story of um, when I received the phone call when our daughter was getting ready to start preschool. And her teacher called me on the phone and asked me, this was back in August, so I think the teacher called, school was supposed to start in August, and the teacher called September 8th. I'll never forget the date because I was like, you know, you're calling me in the middle of the month. We in a pandemic. Um, what, What's going on? So anyway, the conversation went a little something like this. I answered the phone. The teacher was like, hello. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy that your daughter be joining our classroom. <laughs> and I said, well... <laughs> I apologize, but I had already let the registration know that she won't be attending. And the teacher said, "Um, I do understand. No, I said her father and I made the conscious decision to homeschool her. And her teacher told me, I completely understand where you coming from with that because we're in a pandemic. And I am afraid to teach your children. And your child would be in my classroom, which means that I would be afraid to teach her too. I said, well, thank you very much for calling, but she won't be attending your school because <laughs> I'll be teaching her myself. <laughs> yes, and ever yes. since then, I every morning, that is what gives me the motivation to want to teach our daughter even more than what she could have learned. Sitting in a classroom, socializing with the teacher and the students who may be infected with the virus, Every morning, she wakes up, she's ready, she's ready to learn, I'm ready to teach. It's a great combination, and at that age, you know, their minds are so full, it's like a sponge, they're ready to soak up everything, every day. So, it's a it's a wonderful journey.
1: Just to give some positivity about that, you, a person that put that work in, gets the enjoyment of the reward from that, and that reward... It's the same system that gives a child a degree,
2: and that's right. I look at it as that's our child, that's our investment for the future, and what better way to invest in your future than teaching it the fundamentals of life?
1: Yes, that is a reflection of you, correct? Us, and as a unity, that's what I promote. The positivity of this is to embrace change you cannot move forward with the past you have to have knowledge of the past or where you came from and how it was done or whatever the matrix is but you still have to embrace that change to be able to what i'm asking what we're going to leave you on to meditate about when we take this first break here that's coming up that what is the creative thing that you would like to share to the world on all the single parents and the families that's going through a struggle. I want to hear from the parents that's teachers or students, what that person is doing that is totally new to what you have been brought up to or what you have been, that you are involved in in the past. And now that person is doing something great that is creative and that is the creativity of the new change. we well, I promote the creativity. So when we come back from this break, after you meditate about the, the creative change that you have came up with and write
2: TC Mission Speaks at gmail.com. Thank you. We'll see you in a minute. Yes.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank Check out Schwans.com backslash yum for details. It takes a lot to turn an idea into a business. Yahoo Small Business has everything you need to start and grow your business. Get online for free. Visit com.
2: And we are back. This is your host, Queen Summers.
0: And King Summers.
2: If you are liking our show so far, please don't hesitate to like us and follow us. On podbeam.com. And also, you can check out our webpage at www.transitionalchangesmission.wordpress.com. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend on Facebook, Twitter,
1: Instagram. Share us. Yes, yes, my people. We will sure appreciate everything that everybody share on us and give us thumbs up. continue to do that as we talk about this topic of homeschooling. And going back to work.
2: Yes. Are you ready to go back to work, King? Or have you already been working?
1: Always been working. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: good. Me too. We're working right now. But this is a good work. And it's wonderful when you can do something that you love and not something that you are forced to do. People
1: should realize you really ain't been forced to do this. It's just don't came at you to open up. Realize don't let nobody have no screens attached to you and you are now becoming your free self. Without nobody saying they did this for your child or you. Where is that inner strength at, my people? No matter how hard you are up against the corner, no matter how far you are down into the ditch, we have that strength, and I know you do. I believe you do. I see it every day as I see the community on the social media social reality, everything. Everybody has their strength. And I'm calling on everybody to pull this strength out of yourself to help the next person. Help your neighbor out. If you see them having a problem with their child, having a homeschooling problem, help them out, offer them some creative things that you are doing with your child. Before we went to that break, that's what I was asking to the community, to spread the creativity that you have done among your family. And expand your family with that knowledge.
2: And expand your mind, which is what your Queen Summers have been doing with our neighbor. a young boy with a dog um, asked him recently, King asked him recently, why are you not in school at 11 o'clock? Just roaming the neighborhood, taking a dog for a walk as if it's a regular day, which was a school day. What did the young man say, King?
1: The dog ate his laptop, (laughs) and I was like, wow. I do not know this child's parents. I just know him by his name. He got a New York accent, but the young princess is very intelligent for his age, and that led up to my queen, Summers, to come in and say and do.
2: I proposed for this young man to learn literacy, literacy, because even if he wasn't learning his core requirement through his education, he could at least be reading a book. So I was going to get a books, a couple of books from our family library and give him a book every day to read.
1: And yes, my family, that's the example that Transition to changes mission with other nonprofit organizations that is doing the outreach to children that is having complications with domestic violence or anything, transition to change its mission, even on this blog that Queen Summers is writing about, you will see that we have all type of outreach numbers that a family or individual child could call and get more advice about what to do in a situation. But the number one factor that I could say that it says me that the village has been taken out of the community for the system has designed us more of being an individual and if covid ain't did one thing is it should be in your community starting to unite i can give examples back in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s the church that is i'm pretty sure guaranteed that you should have a church within 10 miles from your home and back then the church was the leadership of the community if somebody would have no food the community of that church would go to or if a family had a problem before they go ask for the assistance from the government that family would go to their church that is in their community that has been taken out my family we need to bring that back not only with churches but like i was stating your neighbor it all starts with one person and you can make that change. And that change is for the better humanity of the human race in these pandemic times, historical <laughs> pandemic times. And what I'm asking people right now, just turn that key over in your head and think of any type of, not only just homeschooling, everything. Everything has been changed. Me and Queen Summer was just discussing about how do you people cannot see the change of the future. To get this discussion to try that is compatible with homeschooling, I do think, and I have faith, that schooling might come back. But I do think when it does come back, I'm talking about with the vaccine coming out and less people having COVID and COVID just vanished away, I don't think what we was used to of sending our children to school will be the same as into the future. Well, I can imagine some things that they would have different, maybe continuing checking temperature, continuing to have six feet distance apart, continuing to have face masks on. And that's just going to be what I assume will be the normalcy of the future of life, the future of life with humans. And I ask, if you start turning that key over and you start seeing that, The future will not be the same as past. Therefore, you can start transforming your mind to the future. Uh, Where can you put your part in? It's all kind of positivity opportunities that's in your grasp right now. Some of the opportunity might be a simple invention. Some of those opportunities might be something simple as teaching your child that when that person come up with the idea that was low cost, you would like, when you see it on Shark Tank or Kickstarter, it is compounding to become the new wave of technology, the new wave of life. And once you start seeing that and start thinking about some of the questions that I'm asking my people, just start thinking about, what do you think that would not be the past ten way of doing things
2: so you ready to get into this next topic of single parents
1: queen yes yes yes
2: okay so of the 11 million families with children under the age 18 and no spouse present the majority are single mothers that's 8.5 million in the united states single fathers comprise the remaining 2.5 million single parent families Married couples make up 68% of all families with children under 18 compared to 93% in 1950. Wow. And many single parents feel that there is still a social stigma when it comes to single parents, even if a person is a single parent by choice. And that's that's where we are right now. Wow.
1: Well, one thing I can add on to that, to the society problem of that, I will give it a solution. But right now, we'll talk about the problem or the history of it. In the history that I have collected from it, I see a plot, or that's what I would call it, plot or investment. And that investment has changed a culture, a way of living. I mean, a lot of people look at the past like, I look at the past like, that was the good time. I don't know, as more I get into my research, Whatever I would come up with, the conclusion in my mind, all I do know what is the answer to that is to embrace the change and bring back the goodness. And the only way, like I was stating before, homeschooling, was you have to know the past to know the present. And the present will lead you to the future. Once you learn that past of how we was doing things, how things was with single parents the, the top of now. If it's a high percentage of single parenting going on right now, it's going to be a community effort to bring a change about that. And what's the best time for it? Right, right now. Him. The history of it for, I could talk about days or who to blame or how it happened, but that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I will, we'll be here all night long. But I will give you a taste of it by of reason of why it ended up like this. If people don't know the past of it. Like I was stating. In like, 1950. In 1950, there was a lot more unity in it. And maybe it might be a evil force or maybe it might be a government. But whatever is the force behind it the goodness shall prevail.
2: That's right. And
1: when i seen things been taken out of communities, I've seen the Welfare Queen books. I have read plenty of them about people...
2: Inheriting generational poverty.
1: All these avenues have led up to what is the forefront of you seeing a single mama out. And when I see that single mama or single father out, I see like they have a expression on their face, why? And how is this happening? And why is I falling in the same footprint of the previous generation that I was? I actually see this on people's faces. It's hard. I mean, like I said, before COVID-19, it was hard on a single parent right now. And for right now with the COVID, that's why that that changed topic about like Queen Summers was saying, you can't stick a change make a person change or not help them to see the change
2: Mm -hmm. that's right
1: so all you can do is try to do what we're doing on this podcast show is maybe give you a touch up on some history
2: and make you aware of the fact that transitional changes is advocating for you not against you and we're advocating for more awareness of everybody Everyone needs to see, acknowledge that your presence is here as well as a single parent. Because it's not always going to be a married couple or a three-parent household or a four-parent household. It may be just a a one-parent household with two children. Mm
1: -hmm. and And you
2: are someone.
1: And some of those situations wasn't caused by a systematic reason. Some of them might have was in the Iraq war or loss of life on different situations or anything could happen to where a parent is alone. With five, six, eight, one, two children. And that is hard. But that's why we cannot prejudge people that you see in public that is going through this. If it is to a person to get involved with somebody, I would say give advice. Give a helping hand. That's the most humane thing that you could do to help a single person out.
2: And many single parents have mentioned that they struggle with loneliness and isolation. And often the dynamics of dating are so challenging that people choose to stick to themselves. Many adults do not want to date a full-time single parent, and share attention with the children, or bother to try and blend a family, which makes me think about the animal kingdom. What does the lion do when he's getting ready to meet uh, a lioness, and she already has children by the other king of the jungle? Oh, that's savage. Okay, all right. <laughs> that that sounds a, that sounds a little yes. bit like. This dynamic. But, Queen,
1: I would say that with that type of scenario, I would lean more of that being more systematic. Like a construed plan that has been illustrated to a community or to a culture. Most of it is with the African-American culture.
2: Well, not, I I mean, you can say that, but I'm going to say... Single-parent families in Europe have been one of the most hit by the COVID pandemic, especially in relation to financial stability and work-life balance. There are 9.2 million single parents in Europe right now caring for one or more children who are being constantly overlooked. So this is not just United States-based single parenting. This is all around the world. And with that many numbers, we, there are more single parents in Europe than there is in the United States.
1: And I would say this to that community that's over there in Europe, if you have the ability, please write tcmissionspeaks at gmail.com and express what is halting or what has made your struggle harder even before COVID-19 or while well, in COVID-19. And the reason why I said that, Queen Summers, is the example that I was saying before was there are different governments. Yes. is There are different governments that I have not experienced to live in for a long period of time, but I have studied and seen and have knowledge about the hardship of lower countries that has not have half the riches that the states have and that trickle down to the community of that government and maybe that might be one of the reasons why that european families are more of having single parents but over here in this in the states that i see my assumption or my my opinion is that it leans more of a systematic ways with the African-American community. Not to say that's the only community that does go through single parenting. For the ones that have the same story, that is not biased towards what color there is, it is plenty of hardship stories of a single parent raising a a family of four. There are many stories of a single parent going through a struggle to help the well-being of their family. And I would say this, that is something that I led to in homeschooling. The reward becomes yours. And no matter how far you have fell down in that pit, no matter how bad the devil is on you or how bad the negative energy that's around and your environment is around you, your kids will influence you. Of a large majority of families that I know and that I see and that I feel, will do anything for the survival of their children
2: right and i'm gonna read a review from evelyn she's in toronto canada she says i'm a single parent by choice and conceived both of my children using donor sperm and donor eggs while i chose to take this on i never could have imagined solo parenting through a pandemic and the stress it would put on working families." with the closures of fundamental societal structures, such as daycares and schools. A few months ago, I had to take my 10-month-old for a COVID-19 test as she had a runny nose and suspicious rash. Her doctor advised me to go to SickKids ER in downtown Toronto where we live. She told me to call ahead as I might not be able to bring my 4-year-old due to new safety regulations. Sure enough, I was told over the phone that no exception could be made, even for a solo parent. According to the Sick Kids website, certain exceptions to this rule are allowed, but apparently my situation didn't qualify. Instead, I was told to leave my four-year-old with someone else. The assumption was that there was someone else, and this was before we were allowed to make social bubbles. Who would care for my four-year-old during a pandemic, especially if our family was potentially infected? My 77-year-old immunocompromised mother, what friend, neighbor, or sitter would or should take that risk? I ended up having to break social distancing rules and hire a sitter to sit in the underground parking lot in my car with my four-year-old. She read to him until he fell asleep as this was bedtime thankfully my baby tested negative but i was disturbed that my four-year-old was not welcome at sick kids what if i needed to rush to the er and didn't have time to organize a sitter and this is the daily struggle of a single parent
1: wow that is amazing well i would say this and i'm gonna say something that I ain't got no numbers too like some people say well i got three reasons or three ways that that can be solved i'm just a say some things that hopefully inspire people to embrace this change
2: yes yes and i i'm just going to say for for the sake of reck- reckoning it's very hard to put your shoes your feet in shoes that you cannot fit and so i send my prayers my best wishes to all of the single parents who are listening to our show right now because I just I could imagine being a single parent if that time came and I had to be one but I would not like it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to explain that these unnumbered things that a person should embrace doing a change is think ahead. Think ahead of all type of scenarios. That's one of the reasons why Transition to Change's mission came up with the show. And thanks to all the people that p- participated, wrote us messages, listened to the shows, and shared Thank scenarios. You, Rob. Thank you
2: all. Thank you.
1: The scenarios was to lead people to open aid or expand their mind that what you take for granted could be changed, and are you prepared for it? The only way a person can be prepared for it is to think of scenarios. Think of different types of scenarios. I would say to any parent or anybody, the survival of who you love, all that you love, depends on you. Not the government. Absolutely. Not your neighbor. Absolutely. Not nobody.
2: Absolutely.
1: The, let me say that again. The one that you love the most can only survive by what you do. And that means for yourself, your children, that's why I said, the ones that you love should be a whole lot more than more loving one person. I know I love billions of people. I do too. That your unity is the only way we can defeat COVID-19, problems, come out of potholes, come out of all the loopholes or the ups and downs as you ride on the roller coaster and when you go through these things keep them locked up in the memory box inside your your vessel therefore you will not forget where you come from and be able to move forward through what's in front of you
2: so if you are single parent out there and you want to homeschool your child because you're tired of the public school system, Montessori school system, the charter school system, the private school system, and you want to take a new beginning, start a new journey with your child, I'd say go for it. You can do it. Believe in yourself. For all the ones that is above
1: six feet, the reason why you are six feet above is not by coincidence is for the purpose everybody need everybody at this time and we have to unite to be able to defeat any unseen forces or forces that we can't see
2: and so i would leave you with this one solution because there is you can think of a million things that could be a possible solution to a million problems But if you don't have this one solution, it's unity. Find your village. If your village is not with Transitional Changes mission, find your village. Listen to other people. Do your research.
1: And and listen to Transitional Changes if you forget your mission. Because we got all type of missions. We got a green movement. We have a change movement. We have a no justice, no peace movement. And all of them coincide to be able to become one movement.
2: And that's the movement for humanity.
1: Yes, my people. So we need you now. So don't go nowhere. Relax. Go ahead, pick up that share button, hit the thumbs up. Share's on Podbean. Shares on all social medias. And go to podbeam.com and type in transition to changes mission. See the web page on there, or you can go to Transition to Changes Mission, wordpress.com, and be able to see all the new activities and things of the future of our new episodes coming up. And share us.
2: But make sure you relax. And stick around. You don't want to miss this wrap-up. See you soon.
1: thank you, thank you. Thank you. support for this podcast comes from magic the gathering arena you know the name now play the original strategy card game for free on your mac or pc mtg arena delivers everything you love about magic and more with an immersive digital experience full of explosive action and rewarding challenges Collect powerful cards with four new sets every year, jump into a diverse lineup of game modes like Brawl and Historic, or challenge your friends to find out who is the true deck building master. New to Magic? No problem. MTG Arena gives you the tools to become the next Magic Pro. Learn the basics at your own pace and unlock 15 decks just by playing. Download Magic the Gathering Arena for free today. Available on the Epic Game Store. you for listening to the Transition to Changes Mission podcast show with your host King Summers
2: and your host Queen Summers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Our next episodes for next week, we'll be talking about materialism and youth obesity. We won't be talking about adult obesity in this episode. This is strictly for the youth. So if you want to grab your youth next week and listen to the show together, that would be great materialism gets a bad press there is an assumption that people who prioritize things are inherently selfish highly materialistic people believe that owning and buying things are necessary means to achieve important life goals such as happiness success and desirability
1: and we want to know has that changed since this pandemic we'd like to know what your materialism things that you cannot do no more and how you feel about that. And we're going to express how we feel about our things. Had to cut out our budget or maybe out our ways of doing things. And I can say one thing. I know I'm doing this podcast show in my jogging suit. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: right, right. I mean, I've been, I've been tripping on a lot of things of different corporations have lost their control. Mm -hmm. And they sitting up here making stories about people doing interviews or working from home, sitting there in their pajamas or (laughs) Mm -hmm. anything. But that's the materialistic things that you used to go to these malls to, to dress up for maybe for your coworkers. Maybe it was a competition thing going on at the job.
2: Mm -hmm. and studies have found that the more highly people endorse materialistic values the more they experience unpleasant emotions depression and anxiety the more they reported physical health problems such as stomach aches and headaches and the less they experience pleasant emotions and felt dissatisfied with their lives so this is definitely a topic that really deserves some exploration Yes, my people. I would
1: love to express how things have changed with our family at Transition to Changes Mission. I'd like to share those with the world because we hope and we pray whatever comes out in Transition to Changes Mission podcast show. We pray to be an influence to either help you embrace the change or even reach out to us to help you communicate. Your change
2: and how you can transition within your change because there are so many different corners and some people do not master every corner you need a little help and that's what we're here for
1: and yes we're talking about that obesity is something else with the youth I mean especially it should be around this time with everybody helping somebody it should be that people are losing weight right now but with the change, a lot of people has lost the influence to do more avenues of exercise. And if a adult ain't doing it, I know the youth ain't doing
2: it. And especially not with the holidays being right around the corner and everybody going out buying that new PlayStation 5. I know I got one on the ship.
1: All right. <laughs> and got a turkey leg uh, in one hand. <laughs> 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 and yes, that reminds me of. Uh, this show airs this Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, and we would like to
2: say Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> From our family to yours. Gobble, gobble, gobble. We won't be able to go to our family tradition of watching the parade on the side of the curb due to the COVID. So we'll be enjoying a nice family meal.
1: And. Yeah. Listening to our shows—that's one thing that we promote with everybody. That's running out of things to do on that day off, or sitting there enjoying eating and everything. Instead of eating and everything, just go to podbean.com, type in "transitional changes mission," and there you can see all our shows. We even have a bonus show that we'll air on Thanksgiving Day eight. PM. That's Thursday, November the 26th at 8 p.m. Transition to Changes. We'll have a holiday podcast show about Thanksgiving. What are we going to talk about on that Thanksgiving show, Queen Summers?
2: We are going to talk about the positive activities that you can do with your family that is not non-traditional.
1: Yes, my queen. And that's what we're gonna do. If you ain't got no creativity, if you tune in to Transition to Change's mission, you will get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but man, we gotta thank you, thank you thank so everybody much, everybody for listening to our advice and our opinions. We pray that it helps you embrace this change and moving forward in your life. And we also have all those contacts on our web pages, which is Transition to Change's mission wordpress.com
2: and we also have a recap of tonight's episode on our blog so once again if you would like to speak to us about this show send in your reviews send in your comments we would love to hear from you at tcmissionspeaks at gmail.com good night thanks for tuning in this is your host queen summers and king summers and we thank you for listening to our show. Have a great night. Thank you for missing it to my mama and for Podcast
0: Show. Oh yeah. yeah. ah uh...